get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid Telling all my people's look, let's get paid Asking no boss, man, can I get a raise Not far from a star, two steps from a slave Take it for myself, man, it's time to get paid They tell me, clever man, come on, you think too much Where you been, I ain't heard you spit in months Did you hang it up? Did you fall off the floor when you lose in the crush? Yeah, such and such, man, it's funny how when you out of sight, you be out of mind How a good woman, friends, and money be hard to find I've been on my hustle, stacking paper on the grind in Atlanta Trying to build a shot, real talk These days it's hard to stay sober Switching time zones with the four-hour laid over Fifth out, I flush out, red from the doja I cry hard cause I can't flow in the soda You can tell I'm clever, doja You in the corporate office somewhere over there You with a Range Rover, this is getting colder And I ain't got time, man, I got a shot Email me in October I'm telling all my people, look, let's get paid Asking all boss, man, can I get a raise? Not far from a star, two steps from a slave number one source for knowledge in the information age high frequency radio network
hold out of my mind Feeling like committing a crime Get a lot for that I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line I'm
right, y'all. All right now, yeah. I would like to welcome you <laughs> to another episode of the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. This is the Foundation, and we are High Frequency. I want to thank you for joining us here this evening. For this episode of the Foundation. I know, I'm sorry, I'm clowning. Let me get real. Uh, you know, uh, well, we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So, as always, we are looking to correctly apply that correct information here at the Foundation. I want to start off by saying all thanks, praises, and honors due to the Creator. And ancestors, most definitely, I want to say peace, salute, shout out, big up, you know, as I always do, to, you know, my spiritual big brother. I call him the uncle of the conscious community, none other than Yusuf L. I call him big brother Yusuf. High Frequency Radio Network creator, (laughs) SPC.PrivateSideSolutions. Dot com. You know, he, he he does his dance. You're looking to get your secure party dance dancing, dancery. You know, you might wanna, you know, do your dance, mosey on over to that SPC University.privatesidesolution.com. Shout out to you, Jafel, man. You know. Also Want to invite you to check out welcome to thefoundation.com. Make sure you sign up for the email list for that exclusive content, those exclusive offers that you're exclusively missing out on. That's not exclusive. I mean, I guess you're in an exclusive club that misses out on a bunch of stuff that's done. Oops. Check out the PDF section. No free information, free, you know, grab and go type of thing. You know, hey. You ain't got to pay. Like, you can just run out. Ain't nobody going to say, hey, you can't leave the site without paying. I know I'm clowning. I'm clowning. I'm enjoying myself. But, yeah, PDF section. Grab it, go. Do your dance. Free information. Education. Then turn around check out that education tab. We got the, you know, uh, foundation trust primer. Over 18 documents handpicked by yours truly. Brand new to trust, brand new to, you know, you like, oh my God, my man said there's over 80 different types of trusts. What do I do? Get the Foundation Trust Primer. Especially if you want to understand the trust that we discussed, you know, private contractual entity, you know. But it's completely up to you. But if you do choose to do so, you're in, you're in for, you know, you're in for some, some real information. That's what I'm saying about that. As well as, you know, you got the Foundation Trust Series Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. Deep dive. Deep dive into the information. I mean, I'm talking about swan dive. Deep. What are we talking about? What's the entity? What is the jurisdiction? What allows um, it jurisdiction? What's the validity of the entity? What can it do? Where can it do it? How can it do it? What can it not do? What can the authorities do to it? What can the authorities not do to it? All of that is encompassed within the, you know, 
Foundation Trust Series, part one, part two, part three. I would, you know, you can get them one at a time. You can get them all at the same time. Do your dance. And if you've ever been interested in obtaining, you know, the mythical unicorn rainbow passport, no social, <clears throat> excuse me, please, excuse me for that, you know, but the Chris L came by, he, you know, he blessed us, you know, he, did, he certainly did us, did us a solid, brother, did us a solid when it comes to, you know, collaborating with the foundation with regards to the passport, no social, part one, how to obtain it, part two, he said, how to use it, that's available at the, welcome to the foundation.com in the education area, the education tab, whatever you want to click on the thing. You know what I'm saying? Just click on it. If you're interested, same site, welcome to the foundation.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, social media dances. You can book a consultation. You can also make a donation all from the same spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. You know, and there's people that, yeah, I appreciate what you're doing. So you give out a lot of information here. I just want to donate. Here's 10 bucks. Here's five bucks. Here's two bucks. You know, I've had someone donate $2 before. Hey, whatever it is, I appreciate it. Especially those who make donations and they don't really want anything in return. You know, I mean, that's, that, there's something special about that. But, you know, hey, do your dance. Moving forward, I want to say peace to all the listeners, such as yourself. You know, peace to you. How are you? You doing your dance today? Huh? You did your dance today? That's what's up. You know, hey, good for you. You didn't do your dance? Hey. If you didn't do your dance, it's always tomorrow. Don't let them, hey, you can't, you choose when you get out of that situation and you get into a better one. You know, you choose. You just, you can just be you, you know, saying, you know what, I'm going to have a good day and snapping your fingers and then deliberately having a good day. Because maybe you ain't about that negativity that day. Make it so. You know, that dude from Star Trek, he used to say that. Make it so. It was kind of like, I thought it was kind of fresh. He had a little... British accent too, you know what I'm saying? I'm clowning, digressing. Hopefully y'all understand and feel me, you know, feel me. But yeah, peace to you, listener. I'm say peace to all the listeners, live listeners, live callers, live internet listeners, you archive listeners, you ooh podcast listeners, you MP3 listeners. I got you. Want to say peace to you. However you're checking out the show, peace to you. If I did not shout out. Your specific medium of enjoyment. Please, please let me know what I missed. What I missed. You can email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Like, man, I, you know, I check out this. I use this app. Hey, I'll speak on it. Might help somebody. Like, oh, I can get it on there too? Okay, I'm going to check out the foundation on there. Here's what it is. I appreciate everything. I want to say peace to all the trustees. And private trustee training here at the foundation. Salute to y'all and peace to all those invested in their private education. And finally, I want to say peace to anyone that we've done business with in the private, whether it's consultation or otherwise. Anyone who sent an email, well wish, or sent a current event, or otherwise added to the foundation, definitely want to say peace to you. Man, I appreciate you. You help me do my dance, and as such. You help everyone else do their dance. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. It's the it's the circle of life. What is it called? The circle of life is it's a synergistic existence that must be created, fostered, and sustained. 
in order for this to be cohesive and, and exist for progressively extrapolated amount of time. You understand what I'm saying? I'm a clown. I'm in a good mood, y'all, you know. I would like to welcome you to the foundation. Thank you for checking out the show. I, I trust you've at least cracked a smile by now. Like, man, this dude's stupid. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I lose this brainness all time. It. <laughs> this message with you. Let's jump into these current events, you think? Because it's crazy out here. I was looking at the current events. It was like, whoa. <sighs> Damn. You know, you you sit down and try to have a nice plant-based meal. You know, you want to hang out with those of you that you consider to be close. Maybe, you know, have some communications that are maybe going to turn out to be near and dear to your house. And when you do such things, you turn around and look at the news and goodness gracious, great jib nibblers. That's <laughs> my bad. Uh, CNBC most expensive home in America defaults on a $165 million loan man yo whoever got a loan whoever got a mortgage for $165 million on, on a one property one one home one residential property I'm you know because once you get above four units it's commercial you know, just so y'all know that if you didn't know, you know, you might know, you might have been already knew that, so like my bad. I, I wasted your time and your life. I apologize. Mad apologies flow from me to you. Flow to you from me. They flow with. But nonetheless, I saw the headline was like Wolski. 160, 165 million. Like, yo, you want to see my bank account? You want to see uh of course they want your you want they want your social, they want your they want blood of your firstborn to get something like that. A Los Angeles mega mansion once expected to list for five hundred million, half a billion dollars, man, has gone into receivership after the owner defaulted on more than one hundred sixty-five million dollars in loans and debt. Oh no! Okay, so he didn't default on the mortgage. They taking the crib. Mm-mm-mm. The receivership marks a stunning reversal. The one and its flashy developer now, Miami, who often touted the property as his life mission. The receivership marks a stunning reversal, man. Expected to hit the market. Hold on, man. Hold on. How old is this? Why? Is that a typo? Okay, so check this out. Uh, Either way, look, I'm confused. And the writers who write these articles, I don't know if school is getting more expensive or if time is more fleeting, but help me, please. Help me, please. Pick me up off the ground and help me. Um, Look, check this out. The reason why I wanted to even speak on this article, you know, beyond the 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 absurdity of the amount of money that's owed or Regardless of it, it shows that, you know, these ultra, ultra rich or maybe super rich or maybe just the rich are starting to have financial issues. That's the point. You know, um, I would have read more of the article had the writer not had some sort of vendetta against me personally. Evidence by which the way that they wrote Reuters.com, Fed officials say tapering could still get started this year. Uh Uh-oh. 
tapering. Today, policymakers signaled that the U.S. Central Bank remains on track to trim in its massive asset purchases this year, despite the slowdowns in jobs growth. Seen in August, an impact of the recent resurgence. Quote, the big picture is that the taper will get going this year and will end sometime by the first half of next year. End quote. This is St. Louis Fed Bank President James Bullard. This is said in an interview with the Financial Times. Bullard dismissed concerns that the labor market recovery was faltering. Labor, this, I, you know what? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. You have concerns there. I, I, I couldn't help but pick up. You know, an, an inkling, you know, the energy that may, could well, be, very well be the concerns, you know, that the labor market recovery is faulting or faltering. I'm sorry, excuse me. These concerns, I dismiss those concerns. My name is Bullard James, and I'm dismissing concerns. Bullard dismissed <laughs> concerns. I'm sorry. That the labor market recovery was faltering after the U.S. economy in August created the fewest jobs in seven months. He said the labor market could be, quote, very strong, end quote. Going into next year, if the fight against the panorama continues to improve, Dallas Fed President Robert Kaplan, in a separate appearance, said he still supports a gradual wind down of monthly asset purchases starting in October. As long as the economic outlook does not fundamentally change, quote, fear of infection is having an impact, end quote. On demand, Kaplan acknowledged at a Dallas Fed town hall meeting, added that he has downgraded his forecast, forecast excuse me, for economic growth this year to 6% from 6.5%. But he predicted that next year the economy will grow at about 3% and inflation will rise to 2.6%. The Fed has promised to keep purchasing treasury securities and mortgage-backed securities at the current pace of $120 billion a month, man. Until there is, quote, substantial further progress, end quote, toward their goals for inflation and maximum employment. Think about it. Fed officials are about to start tapering, stop buying stuff, maybe start raising interest late interest rates, interest rates. Yeah, that too. Interest rates. Reuters. ECB may dial back support, but won't take it away just yet. So it's not just the United States. The you know the the the, the Federal Reserve Bank. We got the European Central Bank. The European Central Bank is expected to claw back stimulus on Thursday. Woo. Manana. Taking a token step towards unwinding the emergency economic aid it put in place during the panorama while still signaling copious support for years to come. Can I just, hey, can I signal something to you? I'm just, what does that mean? You borrow me some money and I'm going to signal that I'm going to pay you back. Interesting language. The European Central Bank pulled out all the stops to prop up the economy as a novel panorama, closed businesses, and kept people at home last year. But with unemployment 
falling and inflation rebounding as normal life resumes, policymakers are under pressure to formally acknowledge that the worst is over. Any move is likely to be at the margins, reflecting central bankers' fear that cutting support prematurely would undo years of stimulus. A dangerous prospect for the European Central Bank already struggling with a credibility deficit after nearly a decade of undershooting its inflation target. Inflation is not a 10-year high, but is expected to fall sharply early next year and again languish below the European Central Bank's 2% target through 2023, an outlook that is likely to be confirmed by new, somewhat improved European Central Bank economic projections tomorrow. So you got, yeah, you got... You got the United States. You got the European Central Bank. What else you got? Colombia. You got. I know what Colombia. I like how people sound when they pro- pronounce it like Colombia. It sounds. It sounds good. I like it. Colombia. Reuters. <laughs> Reuters.com. I mean, no offense. I mean, hey, you like what you like. Colombia. Colombia, I, I'm, I'm slipping. Colombia Central Bank will try to make rate increases gradually, says a board member. This is, you know, hey, so it's not just the United States, it's not just the European Union. It's, you know, you got you got Colombia involved in this. The benchmark mark interest rate is set to increase due to rising inflation which has pushed consumer prices above the central bank's target rate. A member of the bank's board said today adding rate rises will be gradual. Very interesting. Um, and with that being said, that's, you know, hey, we love it. Wall Street ends lower. <laughs> Reuters.com. And who... Who's the culprit? Uh, it's big tech. Yeah, okay. Wall Street ended lower today, spooked by worries that the panorama will blunt the economy's recovery and on uncertainty about when the Federal Reserve may pull back its accommodative policies. At least they told the truth. Apple and Facebook fell about 1% after helping push the NASDAQ to higher records in the previous session the dips in those two silicon valley giants contributed more than any other companies to the s&p 500 decline for the session investors have become more cautious following friday's week august payrolls data while pressures from rising costs despite the economy slowing have increased concerns that the fed could move sooner than expected to scale back massive monetary measures enacted last year to shield the economy from the current panorama. Ooh, the U.S. economy. Quote, investors are pulling petals from a daisy saying the economy will grow, the economy won't grow. The economy will grow. What kind of quote is this? This is Sam, Sam Stovall, chief investment strategist at CFRA. Who went on to say they can't make up their minds, so they have no commitment to make regarding long-term positions. 
Mm. Interesting. You're going to blame it on tech, but then if you actually read further into it, they tell you they don't know what the Federal Reserve is going to do. And this is um, indicative. of some problems that may be brewing in the economy. On top of that, CNBC.com, yep, there it is. Treasury Secretary Yellen again urges Congress to increase debt limit ceiling. The Treasury Department is now warning the U.S. could hit the debt limit as soon as October. Secretary Janet Yellen has sent a letter to Congress. CNBC jobs report disappoints. Only 235,000 positions added versus an expected addition of 720,000. Bro, that's less than a third. Job creation for August was a huge disappointment, with the economy adding just 235,000 positions, the Labor Department reported. Economists surveyed by Dow Jones had been looking for 720,000 new hires. The unemployment rate dropped to 5.2% from 5.4% in line with estimates. How did that make sense? Your guess is as good as mine. August's total, the worst since January, comes with heightened fears of the panorama and the impact that the rising cases could have on what has been a mostly robust recovery. The weak report could cloud policy for the Federal Reserve, which is weighing whether to pull back on some of its massive stimulus that has been adding to the economy since the outbreak in 2020. Quote, the labor market recovery hit the brakes this month with a dramatic slowdown and showdown in all industries. Ultimately, the panorama wave is a harsh reminder that the panorama is still in the driver's seat and it controls our economic future. End quote. This is Daniel Sal, senior economist at job site Glassdoor. Leisure and hospitality jobs, which had been the primary driver of overall gains at 350000 per month for the past six months, stalled in August as the unemployment rate in the industry ticked higher to 9.1%. Excuse me. Instead, professional and business services led with 74,000 new positions. Other gainers included transportation and warehousing, private education and manufacturing and other services. Retail lost 29000 with the bulk coming from food and beverage stores, which saw a decrease of 23,000 workers. Quote, the weaker employment activity is likely both the demand and supply story. Companies paused hiring in the face of weaker demand and uncertainty about the future, while workers withdrew due to health concerns. And quote, Bank of America economist Joseph Song said in a note to clients, the report comes with, the U.S. seeing about 150,000 new cases a day, spurring worries that the recovery could stall heading into the final part of the year. Quote, today's jobs report reflects a major pullback 
and employment growth likely due to the rising impact of the panorama on the U.S. economy. Though August is also a notoriously difficult month to survey accurately due to vacations, end quote, Tony Bedekian, 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 head of global markets at Citizens. Ouch! They expected 720,000 jobs. They got 235,000. Reuters.com, of course, on the opposite end of the spectrum, U.S. job openings hit record high as employers struggle to find workers. U.S. job openings raced to a new record high in July while layoffs rose moderately, suggesting last last month's sharp slowdown in hiring was due to employers being unable to find workers rather than weak demand for labor. The Labor Department's monthly job openings and labor turnover survey, or JOLTS, <laughs> report, Today also showed a steady increase in the number of workers voluntarily quitting the jobs, a sign of confidence in the labor market. Quote, this is a super tight job market. The ongoing struggle to find the right worker for the right role continues, end quote. Jennifer Lee, a senior economist at BMO Capital Markets, job openings and measure of labor demand jumped 749,000 to 10 million 900,000 job openings on the last day of July, the highest level since the series began in December 2020. It was the fifth straight month that job openings, which have been increasing since January, hit a record high. Economists polled by Reuters had forecast vacancies rising to 10 million. So it's Higher hiring slipped 160,000 to 6.7 million, pulled down by decreases in retail trade, durable goods manufacturing, and educational services. State and local government education hiring increased, as did federal government employment. We'll go work for Fed, Fed. No one. I mean, probably a lot of people are saying that. It's too bad, though. CNBC, 3.2 million Americans are still long-term unemployed as benefits are set to expire. More than a third of jobless Americans in August were long-term unemployed as benefits for these workers are set to expire. 3.2 million people and 37.4% of total unemployed, unemployed have been out of work for at least six months. The official barometer for long-term unemployment, the U.S., Bureau of Labor Statistics reported. The share has fallen for two consecutive months and is less than its March 2021 peak of 43.4%, but August's level remains high by historical standards. The Great Recession is the only other period since World War II during which more than 30% of jobless Americans were long-term unemployed. At that time, it topped out at 45.5% in April 2010. Individuals out of work for long periods of time typically face greater financial hardship. Household income may drop significantly. 
and finding a new job becomes more difficult, according to labor economists. The dynamic may negatively impact long-term earnings potential and increase the odds of losing a future job. Expansions of unemployment benefits have propped up household income during the panorama and blunted these financial impacts. The unemployment I'm sorry, the unemployed can typically collect state unemployment insurance for up to 26 weeks, though some states offer less. The expansions offered several additional weeks of federally financed benefits for the long-term unemployed. However, those benefits expire, or whoops, they expired. About 3.8 million long-term unemployed were receiving that federal assistance. As of mid-August, the United States Department of Labor reported Last Thursday, most Republican state governors withdrew the federal aid in June and July before their official nationwide expiration. Other federal aid is ending around the same time, too. The Supreme Court on August 26th struck down a national eviction ban put in place by the Biden administration, potentially affecting millions of people behind on their rent. Job prospects may also be hindered due to a spike in new cases fueled by the highly New contagious variant. The U.S. added 235,000 jobs in August, much fewer than the 720,000 that we spoke about earlier. The economy is still 5.3 million jobs short of its pre-panorama levels. Despite that slowdown, the Biden administration officials pointed to average job growth of 750,000 in the past three months and a drop in the unemployment rate to 5.2%. Quote, but we have to work to to do, I'm sorry, but we have to do, to be, what? Man, people cannot write, bro. I'm trying to tell y'all, man, it's not me. But I'm going to read this word for word, and I'm going to read how it's supposed to be written. But we have work. No, we. I'm sorry, but we have to work. We have to work to do, to beat. Back. We have to. We have to work. No, we have to. I'm done. I'm going to read it how it's supposed to be. But we have work to do to beat back the variant and build an exclusive economy. Man, rising infection rates in some states hit the food and retail sectors hard, where workers of color and women are disproportionately represented. End quote. This is Marty Walsh, who is the U.S. Labor Department secretary, y'all. So, I mean, I don't know. Who said Marty don't know what they're talking about? You know what I'm saying? Okay, I got to get through these. I felt like I, I felt like it was less articles this time, but I feel like I always feel like that, but it's not. Reuters.com, U.S. economy downshifted slightly in August. U.S. economy downshifted slightly in August as the renewed surge hit dining travel and tourism the federal reserve reported today but the economy overall remained in the throes of a post panorama rush of rising prices labor shortages and stilted hiring the economy downshifted moving forward cnbc businesses are feeling stronger inflation and paying higher wages Fed's beige book says U.S. businesses are experiencing escalating 
excruciatingly escalating, how about I put that in there, inflation that is being aggravated by a shortage of goods and likely will be passed on to consumers in many areas. Well, y'all watch for prices to increase because here they come, yo. Here they come, yo. What we got here? CNBC, where to turn if you still need help after enhanced unemployment benefits end? What we got here? Advanced child tax credits, nutrition benefits, state eviction ban, federal student loan pause. You might want to look at this. Where to turn if you still need help after enhanced unemployment benefits end. It's on CNBC. I got to go. Borders.com. Biden administration plans tougher action to rein in meat prices. Why? Because inflation, y'all. I hope y'all can go back into the archives and peak game where I was talking about inflation like last year, two years ago, years ago. Biden administration plans to take a tougher stance toward meatpacking companies, it says, are causing sticker shock at grocery stores. Yeah, it's it's the companies. It's, It's not the policies of monetary. CNBC, Impossible Foods launches chicken substitute in U.S. restaurants, announces grocery release. Impossible Foods launched its meatless chicken nuggets in restaurants and announced plans to bring the new offering to supermarkets by the end of the month. In the last decade, chicken has overtaken beef as America's top meat of choice, making it a target for the companies like Impossible that are looking to replace or reduce consumption of animal meat. The Impossible Chicken Nugget helped the company catch up to rival Beyond Meat, which launched chicken tenders in U.S. restaurants this July, one to two years after discontinuing its original chicken alternative. Impossible's meatless nuggets use soy as the protein source. However, unlike its meat-free burgers and sausage, the nuggets do not contain hem. Heme. It's either hem, heme, or heme. I don't know. Which is produced from genetically modified yeast. While Impossible has secured approval from the Food and Drug Administration to sell products made with the additive in the United States, China and the European Union have barred its products because of that ingredient, posing a setback to its global ambitions. Did you hear what I just said? I hope you did. CNBC, Amazon brings its cashierless tech to two Whole Foods stores. Oh, no. There are no workers. So what will we do? Amazon is bringing its automated checkout technology to a pair of Whole Foods stores. The company announced today marking the latest test of the grab-and-go system in full-size supermarkets. Amazon said the technology called Just Walk Out is coming to two Whole Foods locations scheduled to open in 2022. One store will be located in the Glover Park neighborhood of Washington, D.C., and the other in Sherman Oaks of California. Amazon's Just Walk Out technology allows shoppers to enter a store by scanning an app and exit without needing to stand in a checkout line. Cameras and sensors track what item shoppers select and charge them when they leave, man. Cameras and look at the upcoming 
Whole Foods location shoppers who want to skip the checkout line convenience enter the store by either scanning their app privacy or lack thereof, inserting a credit card privacy or debit card privacy to their Amazon account or placing their palm over the company's palm scanning payment system called Amazon One privacy. All up in my face, you my face, you my wallet, you my palms, man. On my hand, shoppers who opt out of using Amazon's cashierless technology will only be able to ring up their items using self checkout or at a customer service booth. Oh no, that's it. Only that's all. Y'all see the language? Amazon has deployed its cashierless technology across a growing number of store formats, including at several fresh grocery stores and its Go convenience stores. It also sells the technology to third-party retailers. Amazon launching the technology in fresh and whole foods locations puts it ahead of startups that have developed similar systems but have largely struggled to roll them out to bigger stores due to the technical challenges. The expansion of Amazon's Just Walk Out system is likely to raise the ire of labor unions who have previously warned the technology will lead to the elimination of cashiers. And what do you think? Do you think that this cashierless technology will lead to the elimination of cashiers? And most would say, no, 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 it won't. It won't. It will lead to the elimination of at least a few cashiers. Hands down. Absolutely hands down. Amazon argued in the blog post that the technology will allow Whole Foods employees to do other work in the stores. These locations will employ a comparable number of team members as existing Whole Foods market stores of similar sizes. Uh, Sure, (laughs) the company said, with Just Walk Out enabled Whole Foods market stores. How team members in the store spend their time is simply shifting, allowing them to spend even more time interacting with customers and delivering a great shopping experience. Amazon has brought other high-tech changes to Whole Foods since it acquired it, the grocery chain in 2017 for more than I'm sorry for more than 13 billion dollars. 13 billion in April, Amazon launched its palm scanning payment system in a Seattle Whole Foods store and has since added the, te- the technology to other locations, man. Y'all ready? Yo, just scam your palms, son. Yo, yo, can I get this? Let me get these, uh, I want these, uh, let me get these, uh, let me get these hot Cheetos. Let me get these Takis. Uh, I'm gonna get, you know what I'm saying, this Sprite right here. These Doritos. Um, you know what I'm saying, let me get this chicken, and let me scan my palm. Fam, yeah, right. I'm not scanning, scanning my palm from my Takis, Brie. Bro, CNN Business, they will even sing Happy Birthday. They will even sing Happy Birthday. Robots are picking up unwanted jobs at a Latin restaurant in Tejas. So here we go. Under the auspices of there's a labor shortage, we can't find people to fill these jobs. Here come the robots. Restaurants across the country are struggling to find employees, so one establishment in Dallas decided to hire robots to help pick up the slack. 
It was a no-brainer, said Espartaco Borga, the owner of La Duni, since 2001, who told CNN um, he's never seen the industry in such a dire situation. After the panorama and a major ice storm in the area, the Latin restaurant wondered how it would stay afloat. But little by little, customers started coming back. Quote, in the dining room, all of a sudden, it gets completely full and our takeout and delivery remain the same. The only part that didn't come back were the employees, end quote, Borga said. He struggled to find busboys and other employees to fill the positions. Quote, all of a sudden, we had 50 to 100 percent more business than we did even prior to the panorama with a third of the staff. So everybody was getting, getting overwhelmed, overworked and frustrated both customers and staff, end quote. So Borger decided to contact American Robotech, a robotics company based in Plano, Texas, to see if it offered solutions. Quote, the very next day they showed up, they mapped the restaurant, and they assigned the tables numbers within 45 minutes. After a day, the girl at the expo line was in love with this because her arm didn't hurt after carrying 60 trays a day. End quote. The robots cost about $15 a day each, and the cost savings help him pay his employees better for less work. He said the robots weren't taking anybody's job because he can't find people to fill those positions. No one wants to work in hospitality right now, he said. The robots help greet customers, take food to tables, and will even sing happy birthday. Borga said the servers accompany the robots and act as their handler through the whole experience. He explained the process is like mobile ordering at a restaurant. And instead of home, each person at the table can order their own meal and the robot and the server take care of the rest. Borga said the customer reaction has been overwhelmingly positive. The customers can interact with them. And he said they treat the robots like part of the staff. Uh, I'm touched, actually. Quote, they don't even see them as what they are, which is a tablet on wheels. They see them as part of the service experience because these robots have a personality. They can interact. If you touch them, they giggle and they tell you things. End quote. Freaky deaky, yo. Freaky deaky. That's all I'm going to say about that one. United Airlines staff who are granted religious exemptions to the poke poke mandate will be put on unpaid leave United Airlines employees who are granted exemptions to a company mandate for poke pokes for religious reasons will be put on temporary unpaid leave starting next month the airline told staff today, citing the recent rise in cases, the airline last month said its 67,000 people, U.S. workforce, must be poke poked this fall, but said it would consider exemptions for religious and personal beliefs as well as medical reasons. Airlines' approaches to encourage poke poke rates of their staff have varied. Delta Airlines is imposing a $200 surcharge on unpoked employees' company health care premiums. 
Is this even legal? Delta, American Airlines, and Alaska Airlines will end pay protections for non-poke-poke employees who contract or are exposed. Man, like, yeah, you were exposed. What? No, I wasn't. Yeah, you were. You were over there. You, you know, you were chilling. And then so and so walked by. United today said if an employee's request for a religious exemption is denied, they must be poke poked within five weeks of the denial notice. And the first poke by the 27th of this month, they will be bootlegged. You either poke poke, you get the poke poke, or you get the bootleg. Apparently, is what's going on. Remember what I told y'all, like. When this stuff first started, is it going to be mandatory poke pokes? And I told you, if there is, it's going to be through the, your employer. Man, sometimes I, I wish I was wrong. Sometimes I was like, man, there, there's nothing mandatory. Well, I was wrong, which is a good thing, right? Reuters.com, WestJet Airlines says employees who are not poke poked will face unpaid leave or termination. Uh, WestJet is a Canadian airline. I like to say Canada, but I've offended people for saying it like that. And I don't want to offend nobody, but I think saying, I think Canada is way better than Canada. But what do I know? Canada's WestJet. You understand how hard it was not, how hard it was for me to not say Canada. Canada's WestJet airline said today all employees who fail. To attest their poke poke status by the 24th or get fully poke poke by the 30th will face unpaid leave or termination of employment. It's getting real and we're getting to the end of this. Sorry, y'all. CNBC. Apple delays its criticized plan to scan iPhones for child exploitation images. I remember I talked about this last show. After objections about privacy rights, Apple said... Last Friday, it will delay its plan to scan users' photo libraries for images of child exploitation. Quote, last month, we announced plans for features intended to help protect children from predators who use communication tools to recruit and exploit them and limit the spread of this material. Based on feedback from customers, advocacy groups, researchers, and others, we have decided to take additional time over the coming months to collect input and make improvements before releasing these critically important child safety features. Apple shares were down slightly following the announcement. Apple immediately stirred controversy after announcing its system for checking users' devices for legal child material. Critics pointed out that the system, which can check images stored in an iCloud account against a database of known material imagery, was at odds with Apple's messaging around its customers' privacy. The system does not scan a user's photos, but instead looks for known digital fingerprints that include matches against their database. If the system detects enough images on the user's account, it is flagged to a human monitor who can confirm the imagery and pass the information along to law enforcement if necessary. Man, 
Man, what year is it? Is it 1984 already? CNBC, El Salvador bought $21 million of Bitcoin as it becomes the first country to make it a legal currency. And then, you know, right after this announcement, why does Bitcoin lose so much money? It lost so much value and everybody's like, see? I'm like, did you see your mom? Because your mom, you don't know what you're talking about. El Salvador bought nearly $20.9 million worth of Bitcoin one day before it formally adopts the world's most popular cryptocurrency as legal tender. In a series of tweets, Monday, the president revealed that the country had purchased a total of 400 coins, the first step in a larger push to add the digital currency to its balance sheet. The tweets were posted a few hours apart based on the Bitcoin price. At the time of the tweets, the amount of the digital coin purchase totaled roughly $20.9 million. Quote, our brokers will be buying a lot more as the deadline approaches, end quote. Cool, huh? Yeah, it's cool. Warning. Digital cryptocurrencies and digital central bank currencies portend deeply negative interest rates. I'm not going to read this whole thing. Maybe I will. I guess it's not that much. As a matter of technocrat policy, if people can't hoard physical money, it becomes much easier to cut rates far below zero. This means your banked funds risk being plundered at the will of the policy makers. Eventually, all money accrues to the takers while the depositors see their wealth vanish. Investors have been ignoring progress toward government-issued electronic money, even as many countries are progressing rapidly toward their own online cash. They should ask two questions. Number one, will the Federal Reserve issue a digital dollar? And number two, will it eventually replace physical banknotes? I think the answer to both questions is yes. And those who agree should be assessing the impact on future monetary policy already because dramatic change is likely within the time span of the 30-year treasury. The main monetary power of the digital dollar comes from the abolition of banknotes. If people can't hoard physical money, it becomes much easier to cut interest rates far below zero. Otherwise, the zero rate on banknotes stuffed under the mattress looks attractive. And if interest rates can go far below zero, monetary policy is suddenly much more powerful and better suited to tackle deflation. Before going on, a quick definition, I'm talking here about central bank-issued money usable by you and me just as banknotes are. It might or might not pay interest, but it is different to money in an ordinary bank account, which is created by the commercial bank. The existing central bank digital money, known as reserves, are used only to settle debts between banks and certain other institutions not available for ordinary use. Deeply negative rates won't come straight away. Initially, central bank digital currencies will almost certainly be designed to behave as much as they can, like ordinary bank notes as possible, but make I'm sorry, to make their adoption easy and minimize disruption. 
while use of physical cash will be allowed to wither away. But those close to the development agree that monetary caution is unlikely to last. Central banks are making lots of effort to make sure that central bank digital currencies aren't seen as a possible monetary policy instrument. My take is that the discussion will come only later. This is the head of the International Bank of Settlements, Innovation Hub, and a foreign European central bank policymaker. What is negative interest rates? You got 100 bucks in your bank account. The negative interest rate is 10%. Um, you wake up in the, mor- in the morning, you have $90 in your bank account. Interest rate is 10%. You go to sleep, wake up in the morning, you have $81 in your bank account. That's that 10% negative interest rate. It just eats away at your money. Um, if they can get rid of cash, which will ultimately and is ultimately the goal, they can do some serious damage. These are things I want you to think about, but that is it for current events. Thank you for sticking with me. I apologize if that ran so long. Current events have been running long lately, but if you pay attention, a lot has been going on. All right. So let's jump into the show. The name of the show, which I should have announced earlier, is how wealth is passed through generations. How wealth is passed through generations. I like to always break this down by saying there's two types of families in this country. But I really think it's two types of family in the world. But I'm sure there's countries where if you, whether whether or not of what you have, it doesn't matter because you're dealing with a dictatorship. But there's two. Let's talk about this country. There's two types of families in this country, which produces two types of individuals in this in this country. The first one, the first type of family is the uninformed family. The uninformed family is highly educated um, or not from, from, from straight homelessness, I would say, apartment building, um, living in the basement type stuff, real low, low living, all the way up to highly educated. Professionals occupy the uninformed family space. From blue collar to white collar workers, these families and these individuals make up the bulk of the American population. They are highly educated in most times, even um, if you would consider them to be vagabonds or unemployed or homeless. You know, the edge, the level of the average person in America is higher than most places in the world, to tell you the truth. And I'm, I'm talking when you're looking at um, 
uh, the United States against uh, countries that are like not as developed. So like third world countries and stuff, because there's a way more poor countries and illiterate countries than there are, you know, wealthy countries. And if you think online, do your research, you'll be appalled. So from, you know, the homeless, you know, uh, have not to the highly educated, highly, you know, what would be considered sophisticated families and individuals, you know, public school, maybe even some private public school. I'm sorry, private school. <laughs> but, you know, it's 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 going to be a private public school if it accepts any federal funds. So you have to be in really, really wealthy neighborhoods. And those wealthy neighborhoods are not occupied by uninformed families, unfortunately. Those wealthy neighborhoods that have private schools that do not need to accept federal funds or state funds, they're not occupied by uninformed families. But public private school, uh, a public education from, you know, I don't know, K through college, maybe even some, you know, a master's, possibly even uh, you know, a doctorate, PhD, who knows, you know, state educated is what I'm saying, public educated is dealing with what is known in the field that I'm in as controlled knowledge, you know, this is what they want you to know, they, they know what they want them to know, is really what it is, they may make some money, they may have a good life. They may enjoy themselves. They may travel. They may not. doesn't matter. Bottom line is they come from uninformed families. They are un- uninformed families. Each family member deals with sales tax, income tax, use tax, so on and so forth. Upon the death of each family member, there's probate tax, death tax. If necessary, there's an inheritance tax. There's a possibly a generation skipping tax. There might even be a gift tax, depending on what's going on. And these uninformed families and these uninformed family members may, you know, they may generate some wealth in their lifetime, lifetimes or so. But these families, typically what you see is really going to be about 50%. Because when it comes to what I do, the main thing is it's not about how much you made, it's about how much you keep. And uninformed families and uninformed individuals do not keep very much of the money that they make. It's not about salary. It's not about how much you make a year. When you get into real wealth, it's about assets. You know, and that can be determined and judged in multiple ways. And then you have another family or individual, which is the informed family. They understand that the system, at least the economic system, the monetary system in this country is set up to have those who are uninformed have their wealth that they acquire over their life pillaged by the state through all of these different established tax systems, as I was saying probate tax. Some states even have death tax. 
inheritance tax, you know, generation skipping tax. There's a lot of different taxes, sales tax, use tax. But those who come from informed families understand how to pass their wealth through generations and know how to avoid wealth eroding factors that have been erected to catch yours and mine's wealth, our children's wealth, our family members' wealth, due to lack, really, of information. So you got the informed individual, you got the uninformed individual, you got the informed family, you have the uninformed family. How is wealth passed through generations? Well, number one, it's passed through structures, the proper structures. Um, if it is done correctly, because you can pass wealth through generations, but it's going to be a, a small fraction or portion of the overall wealth that could have been passed through generations had the family and individuals be properly structured. So I would say, the first thing I'm going to say, and this isn't like a numerical thing, like number one, what's most important, what's least important. So in any way, is this list linear? But how wealth is passed through generations, one of the main ways is through trust, whether it be a family trust, a business trust, asset trust. I know the regular listeners of the foundation knew that trust was going to be in here somewhere. <laughs> and of, of course, you're, you're, you're correct. <laughs> but trust, these, these structures legally avoid death tax, probate uh, tax, inheritance tax, generation skipping tax, gift tax. Legally avoid upon death There is no probate Why? Because the person, the individual Does not own anything They just control it Through trusteeship But they're not the sole trustee There's other trustees that will maintain control And execute The indenture The contract Which is going to be established By the grantor Which you know is going to express the wishes of the original or previous owner of the stuff anyways. You understand what I'm saying? The trust never dies. So there is no probate. There is no death tax. If if upon death, you know, that guy... Maybe he had debt. Maybe he had credit card debts. Maybe he had a line of personal credit or something. Creditors, alleged creditors, debt collectors cannot get access to the wealth. Why? Because it's not his. It's not mine. When I pass, it's not mine. I don't own it. I just controlled it. They say, well, we're here to collect the debts and... You know, we're going to take this, we're going to take this, I see this nice car, I see this property, you know, we're going to take everything from, we're going to, we're going to take it in cleaners. 
Well, he didn't. He he didn't own any of this. I don't know how you're gonna get your hands on any of this. It's not. It didn't belong to him. Don't you lie to me. It's one of the main ways. You know, the checking account, the brokerage account, the stock account can all have. You know, the trust didn't die. The owner of the account didn't die. So it means the trust didn't die. Which means it's the same account. You don't have to change the account. You don't have to close the account. Nothing. The successor trustees just come and show their successorship, substantiate their successorship, and just take over the account. The same account. There's bank accounts that businesses and trusts have that are hundreds, a hundred years old. I would say hundreds, but maybe not. That's why you hear, oh, you know, this is a trade line from 25 years ago. There's another trade line that I can get that's 60 years old. Where do you think them things are coming from? From businesses or trusts. There could be assets in the trust, and that's how the wealth is passed. Uh, land. Land is another way how wealth is passed through generations. Land is money. I don't care. Wrap your head around that. Land is money. It's money, actual money. And you'd be like, well, what do you mean? Gold and silver is money. Where did the gold and silver come from? Well, it came from the earth. Where is the what is the earth? Where was the ground? What is the ground made of? Well, you know, it's made of dirt and earth and stuff like that. What's another word for, for the ground? Well, it's land. Land is money. There's minerals in land. You can grow stuff on land, get money. You can develop land and get money. Land is money. Gold and silver is money. Land. Through trust. And more more often than not, the land is in trust. The properties are in trust. The precious metals, the gold and the silver, the emeralds, the 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 the, the diamonds, the pearls, they're in trust. Real estate, actual real estate, land that has improvements on top of it, some type of fixture, a restaurant, an apartment building, a single family home, a duplex, a multifamily home, whatever. Real estate, real estate is a, is a, a, a large way. Real estate, land, precious metals, one you probably haven't thought of. Life insurance. Life insurance policies is a large way, one of the biggest ways that wealth is passed through generations. The only thing absolutely, absolutely guaranteed is death, and they say taxes, but hey, whatever. But life insurance, death, you know, payment paid out on death. It's incredible. Look, listen, check it out. We got about a minute, a little over a minute, like 90 seconds left in the broadcast. If you're checking out the show online, you want to call in because we're going to go over. And if you don't call in, it's just going to abruptly end and you have to check out the archive episode. So if you want to finish checking out the show, call in. The call-in number is 563-999-3625. 563-999-3625. 
Otherwise, you will be disconnected. But hit you with that disconnection. Hit you with that. Wow, wow. Life insurance. That's what I was at. Life insurance. Especially the types of life insurance that the wealth use. You know, there's a cash value. There's a death benefit. They call it a death benefit. Imagine that. It sounds oxymoronic to put the word death right next to benefit. But there's a death benefit. And typically it's multiple policies. So it's typically going to be a large amount of wealth. The wealthy don't name individual beneficiaries. They know better than that. They were taught better than that. Because individual beneficiaries may receive their payout from their life insurance policy that was, you know, named to them or the portion thereof. And that may be taxable income to them. Wealthy individuals know how to pass wealth through the generations using life insurance. How wealth is passed through generations? Stock and bonds, you know, portfolios, brokerage accounts. But of course, as you would you would assume, these accounts would be titled to a trust. The inheritance of stocks or shares in the corporation, uh, interest in an LLC, the inheritance of a brokerage account. Treasury bonds, things of that nature. Don't quote me on this because I'm not a legal advisor or legal attorney. I don't give legal advice. But I'm pretty sure, you know, these transfers are subject to some sort of tax. But once again, the trust never dies. So if the trust holds stocks, and bonds and portfolios through brokerage accounts or what have you that wealth remains intact when the individual passes when the individual dies when the individuals die these things stay intact now of course there are things that are set up in any estate that is going to be wound down or up however you look at it upon the death of you know of an individual. There's certain things that, you know, maybe were only interest to that individual. The other trustees were not really interested in that, so you know, we're just gonna we're gonna wind that up. But more often than not, you know, things of wealth, brokerage accounts, things of these things of that nature. Precious metals, real estate, this stuff's gonna be in trust. It's gonna be in trust. Trust never dies. You have co-trustees, you have successor trustees. The board of trustees stays in control. It stays intact. There's no separation. Oh, you don't have to sell this stock or transfer this stock to this person, which means, you know, there's a transfer fee. None of that happens when you're dealing with informed families and informed individuals. 
Another way wealth is passed through generations, of course, cash. Of course. Is that going to be the bulk of the way? Or the, the, the majority of the means by which wealth is passed through generations? Absolutely not. I'm sure it, it is definitely a means. It's one of the last things. That's why it's last on the list. And I put trust as, you know, first on the list, of course, you know, before land, real estate. Of course, you need the structures. You need the proper structure, especially in this system. If you want to pass wealth through your generations, you need a proper structure. That's what the wealthy in this country, this generational wealthy in this country have in common. They all use the same or similar structures to do what they do. Period. Okay, if you're talking about real estate moguls, if you're talking about super ultra wealthy entertainers, you're talking about ultra wealthy architects, I don't care who you're talking about. Diplomats, you're talking about politicians. Those who are wealthy, those who are come from generational wealth, they understand this and they they know this stuff. And the, the glue that holds all this together is the trust. It's the trust. Whether it's a family trust, a business trust, an asset trust, a combination of the three. That's the glue that holds all this together. When you're talking about passing wealth through generations, you need to have all the pieces. You need to have the land, the real estate. You need to have the precious metals, the life insurance. You need to have the family business, the stock, the bond, the portfolios, the brokerage accounts. You may even need to have cash. But to hold that all together, the correct glue is going to be the trust structures. Bonus, if the family has a structured private family foundation. With these types of entities, these trusts and foundations, you got private placement accounts, endowments. This is how they set their wealth in perpetuity through endowments through private placement accounts after they're gone there's still that that income that they set up is still coming to their family and there are ways to do this and this is the things that my family does and this is the thing that I teach people to do in trustee training of course you got to get your feet under you you got to understand what you're doing you got to know what questions to ask because it takes a while to formulate the proper question. When you're learning something new, when you're learning how to live a, in a completely different lifestyle almost, it takes some time. You got to get your feet under you. But once you get your feet under you, it's pretty simple. It's not rocket science. I'm going to tell you that. It's not rocket science. Learning a new language is not rocket science. It's not. It's difficult. It takes time. It takes consistency. It takes dedication. But it's not rocket science. It's not limited to uh, a few individuals who possess extraordinary amounts of intelligence. No, it's not. It's it's um, only going to be available to those who are consistent, who are dedicated, 
and keep coming back and do the actual work. Those are the people who learn a new language. That's the same thing with learning how to administer private trusts properly. It's not rocket science, but it does take that consistency and dedication. And you coming back consistently over time to um, ingest, chew, ingest, and absorb the information so that you can put it into play. But the number one way that wealth is passed through generations, the number one, can you guess? Number one way wealth is passed through generations, are you, are you screaming right now at the air, saying your answer? I know what it is, so you lucky you ain't, ah, I should have called in, I know what it is, y'all know, he lucky this is an archive, otherwise, I'd you know, I, I call, I'd have pressed one. You know what it is? You know what I'm going to say. Number one way and means by which wealth is passed through generations. It's knowledge. The know-how, the knowledge, the training, the books, the experience, etc. It's number way. I mean, number one way wealth is passed through generations. You can have all the structures. You can have the most gorgeous Ferrari F50 sitting in your driveway. If you don't know how to drive, it does nothing for you. If it's a, a, a manual transmission and you know how to drive, but you don't know how to drive the stick, it does nothing for you. Nothing at all. You can have a Formula One race car and the Formula One race team sitting in your garage, in your driveway. But if you don't know how to drive, you'll never win a championship. You'll never win a race. You'll probably never drive this thing down the road. And that's the thing. When, I'm, when we're talking about how wealth is passed through generations, you can have money if you don't have the knowledge, it's gone. You can have land if you don't have the knowledge, it's gone. You can have a trust if you don't have the knowledge, it's gone. You can have precious metals, gold and silver. If you don't have the knowledge, they're gone. You can have life insurance. If you don't have the knowledge, upon your death, there's going to be a disbursement. The money's going to be gone in, what, maybe two years? What's your, what's your bet without the proper structure? You can have stock, bond portfolios, brokerage accounts. No matter. Without the knowledge, gone. If without the knowledge, you probably didn't even get in the first place. You can have cash. Up and down Tornado Alley. But if you don't have knowledge, someone gave it to you or you found it or you stole it. And it's not going to last. And you're definitely not passing it through generations. Generations. And S. Plural. I mean, that's just hands down. And people be like, oh, I don't make that much money, so I can't really make that much of a difference. You could start an endowment in most places for $10,000. It pays interest on that endowment for life of the endowment, which is going to last longer than your life. It 
It don't matter if it's $1,000 a year. You start with $1,000 a year. You start with $400 a year. Start with $200 a year. I need to set up these, you know, these specific vehicles with these trusts. So I can create the situation to where I don't have to do anything and a $400 check is sent to the trust every single year. Start with that. Start with $100. Start with $200. $400. Don't have to do nothing. Get it to $1,000, $20,000, You can do that in your lifetime. If you know what to do, you can do it. If you know what to do, you can do it. If you don't know what to do, you can't do it. But if you know what to do, you can do it. I know. I know this. You know this. If you know what to do, you can do it. Period. Whether you do it or not is up to you. But if you know what to do, you can do it. You you will have the ability to do it. Barring unforeseen circumstances, like, well, I know how to throw the ball, but I ain't got no hands. All right, man. You're fine. You made your point. Damn. But it's all about the knowledge. Number one way wealth is passed through the generations. You pass the wealth along with the knowledge, along with the culture, the family culture, the family principles, the family guidelines, the family wealth, the family knowledge. Otherwise, what was it for? Huh? What was it for? If not for family, then what? 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 So there it is. How wealth is passed through generations. How? I just told you. Just want you to know, spoiler alert, even though it's the end of the show. <laughs> so not spoiler alert. <laughs> it's heavily predicated upon your knowledge and utilizing the proper structures that avoid taxation legally. Including probate tax, generation tax, generation skipping tax, inheritance tax, death tax, all these different types of taxes that were implemented in this system to take away your and your family's wealth. The considerable difference between an individual filing a 1040 and a properly structured contract entity filing a 1041. Considerable difference. In the wealthy in this country, they knew exactly what was going on when the IRS was passing these laws. But, you know, in the age of information, what information would will you acquire? Will. Will. What you acquire is according to your will. What will you acquire in this age of information? What information will you acquire? And what will you sacrifice to obtain said information? I'd be interested to know. But what is it about for you? Is it about finagling? I won't say finag. Finagling, flossing, and fornicating? Nah. Or is it about family? The future. 
It's up to you. You know? Email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com if you are in the group that considers the latter to be important. Please check out welcometothefoundation.com at the very least just sign up for the email list. I don't really ask much much of y'all. I really don't. But I do, you know, I do appreciate when y'all sign up for the email list. I appreciate everything y'all do. So, just because things may take a long time or the road may seem long, doesn't mean that we don't try, that we don't do. But because you got to walk four miles to get what you want, does that mean you go you don't go get what you want because of the obstacle that you perceive to be in your path of having to walk four miles? It's all about what you're willing to sacrifice to get the things that you want. Water finds a level. The universe abhors a vacuum. You have to let something go in order to gain something. You have to open your hand and let go of what you already have in order to grab something else. Think of the monkey bars. How do you move forward if you're holding on to the same monkey bar? I know you feel stable. The ground looks far away. This monkey bar is here in my hand, but reach towards the next one so that you can get to the end. That's the same with possessions. It's one of the most amazing things that I see that people will not put down. Something that they they perceive to be valuable just for a, a millisecond to pick up something that is more valuable. Like it's going to fly away. As soon as you put it down, I'm out, I'm out. It just flew out the window. As soon as you put it down, now you have nothing valuable. There's so much fear that we deal with. What am I saying? So what are you saying? Bottom line, you can change your life. It's not too late. You're not too old. You're not too fat. You're not too uh, sleepy. You're not too dopey. You're not too slow. You're not too anything. You're not too tired. You're not too overworked. You're not too anything to do the things that will effectively change your life for the better. There's no excuse, really, when it comes down to it. There may be a reason, and that reason may or may not be valid, but there is no excuse. So I want you all to think about that. I really do. I want you to think about that. You may have a reason, but do you have an excuse? Does your reason excuse your lack of movement? Your lack of follow-through? Your lack of faith? Your lack of taking that first step or that second step or that 50th step? Or does your lack of faith or belief in yourself the reason why 
You tell yourself, man, this is the 59th time I've been knocked down. I'm not going to get back up. Get back up. Because as long as you get up more than the next one, you win. As long as you show up more than the next one, you win. As long as you study harder than the next one, you win. And how do you win? You win when you put yourself and your family and those that you care about in a position for them to win, in a position for you to win. But first, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, am I winning? And if you say yes, then cool. Congratulations on your winning. But if the honest answer is no, you have to do something about that. And that might not be hitting up admin at welcometothefoundation.com and saying, so I'm ready for trustee training. It may be something different. Either way, do your dance. Do your dance. Because one day, the music will stop. And the world will continue to turn. And then it will be about what you did or what you didn't do. It's about what you what you accomplished or what you could have accomplished. It's all within your control. So with that being said, I trust y'all enjoyed the show. I trust that you were able to gain some sort of knowledge insight inspiration information whatever what have you but that is the reason why I do this show yeah I make sure you check out www who says that anymore does anybody put the three w's in front of a web address anymore huh because I don't and I don't know why I just did that but <laughs> welcome to the foundation.com sign up for the email list at the very least otherwise you know support your boy you know your offerings book a consultation it's effectively you know worth it I think it's you know it's worth the value it's an hour you know I don't be tripping on the hour people are like I know we're coming up on the hour and I tell everybody like I'm not really worried about it it's cool. Unless you're being like really, really weird. And I'd be like, hey, man, we're coming up on that hour, man. So, uh, <laughs> but overall, you know, you can book a consultation. Grab the Foundation Trust Primer. I say everyone should grab the primer. It's, that was That's just me. And I say everyone should grab the Foundation Trust Series Part 1. Just one. Just Part 1 is kind of like, you know, a trilogy or something. You see the first movie. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch part two or part three. Why would you? You ain't like part one. What makes you think part two, part three is going to be the jump off? I get it. I get it 100%. But if you if you ask me, like, so, if, if it was up to you, and you could make everybody get two things from welcome to the foundation.com, what would it be? I would unequivocally say Foundation Trust Primer 
Foundation Trust Series Part 1. It'd be those two. Hands down. But that's just me. But I'm not taking any calls, y'all. I see y'all in the queue. You got your hands up. I love you. No disrespect. No offense. I got to move and shake. You know what I'm saying? I got to get little. I got to go midget. I, I got to, you know what I'm saying? Be, you know, hey. Feel me? I got to do the dance. So, you know, I love you. But no calls this time. But as I was saying, how wealth is passed through generations. Of course, you can critique, compare, and contrast, you know, this list. Of course, it's not exhaustive. There could be things added. But um, overall, this is my take on it. Heavily predicated upon trust. I know, I know. I know I'm so weird. But I trust that you picked up something that I put I put down. You know, and that overall that you received the value. And, you know, I trust that you will have a, a wonderful, glorious week that you will enjoy yourself. You will take care of yourself because that's the most important. I do this for y'all. I want to see you succeed. I'm invested in your success. Absolutely invested in success. 100%. And I'm not just I'm not just saying it. Um, all about building. So hit me up. Email me. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Check out welcome to the foundation.com. You know, free learn plus offerings. I think it's a wonderful place to be. Just, you know, go to the website. Just chill. Put on your favorite playlist. Grab a PDF and some tea or coffee. You know, whatever your dance is. Could be a Red Bull. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? What else? Coconut water? Might be some coconut water. Distilled water. I hear you. You know, you got Aquafina in the back. Ain't nobody messing with Aquafina. I'm just playing. Um, but yeah, man, I trust y'all had a great... Uh, Great week. I mean, I trust you will have a great week. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, I look forward to the next one. Appreciate y'all. You know, welcome to the foundation.com. Sign up for the email list. But as I say always, y'all take care of yourself. You enjoy yourself. Make sure you say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night, as it is very important. And I'll catch y'all next week. Same network, the hottest. Radio network on the planet, high frequency radio network. Same date, Wednesday, same time, same exact time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific. I'm your host, So L, that's Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L. It is my pleasure to bring you the foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network every Wednesday right in your face player. Enjoy yourself y'all. I love y'all. Have a great night. Peace to the guys. High Frequency Radio.